0: Pastor Life Podcast from Pinnacle Leadership Associates. My name is Rhonda Blevins. I'm the pastor of Chapel by the Sea in Clearwater Beach, Florida. I'm here as always with my friend and partner, David Brown. David, introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, I'm David Brown. I'm the pastor of the Welcome Table in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and I'm a Pinnacle Associate and I'm also the faithful co-host with Rhonda Blevins of this podcast. We're glad that you're all listening in and Uh, We are in Season 6, Episode 4 of Pastor Life Podcast. That's
0: right, that's right. Holy Experiments' strategy for joining God's mission in the world. Our presenter, our content provider for this season is none other than David Brown. And David, we kind of started um, theologically and theoretically, I feel like, with Session 1, Episode 1. We kind of moved in then last session last episode into models for strategy and i think today you're going to be presenting another model is that right
1: yeah we're kind of at the heart of this series and we're diving into some different sorts of models or methodologies for thinking strategically and living strategically inside of our churches. And uh, so last week, we really talked about some high-level questions, the strategic choice cascade that really um, might help us to be grounded in our aspiration or our mission and to watch how that cascades or plays out over different uh, aspects of our life together as churches. And so it was really high level, bigger picture, um, deep foundational kind of questions. Uh, Whereas today, we're gonna look at a methodology uh, that comes from design thinking, and we can talk a little bit about design thinking, and then this particular um, model or method called the sailboat exercise
0: sailboat exercise, I'll have to tell you about my one and only sailing experience, Maybe.
1: <laughs> All right. Sounds like there's a story there. I hope this exercise here.
0: goes better than my sailing experience went. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's funny. Funny, funny.
0: Well, let's get started with episode four of season six of Pastoral Life podcast, the sailboat exercise. How do you want to start, David?
1: Well, I guess maybe let's talk briefly about design thinking. And I'm not an expert on this, but I'll post a, a lot of information about design thinking in the um, show notes, uh, which are also becoming a toolkit for pastors and other church leaders to use as they try to think a little more intentionally and strategically. Um, so that's probably the place to start. Okay.
0: Design thinking. I. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm embarrassed. I don't know what that is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) what is that? Yeah. So design thinking is this, um, you know, way of approaching problems or design that, that really, you know, began in the business world, a guy named Tim Brown and a company called Um, IDEO. And then it was sort of grounded in some academic thought and research. Um, and, And again, we'll post some of this in the notes, but the thought with design thinking Is that when you are trying to solve a problem, you begin with the end users or the stakeholders, and you kind of work backward to a potential solution. And so it really begins Mm -hmm. in a sense with empathy and trying to put yourself into the shoes of the stakeholders or the participants um the people who w- will be experiencing whatever it is that is the product that you are offering okay. so um uh, kind of like last week there's some theological translation that has to happen with that sure but i would say the keys here are beginning with empathy um mm-hmm. and then um Paying attention to all the people who are invested and who are stakeholders in your um, mission, vision, life as a congregation, and and okay. and then thinking about problems that you're facing through that lens. Uh, okay.
0: So let's say uh, I think last episode I mentioned you know, my church and and sort of a small, really small children's ministry. So the problem is um, lack of participation in children's programs and ministries by children and their parents. And so the end user would be the children. Mm
1: -hmm. Sure.
0: And probably the parents as well. So starting with empathy towards the children. Mm -hmm. My my kid says, it's boring,
1: (laughs) right? (laughs) So start
0: with that, have empathy for his boredom and and build from there. Is that... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. and,
1: and to yeah. think about what that person um, might be feeling, thinking, experiencing in life um, and what they bring to the experience as well. And so I think different stakeholders in that equation you know, might be children, parents, might be staff members who provide pro- mm-hmm. the programming, um, other volunteers within the church community who take part in, in leadership. And so, really, it's about kind of mapping out each of the stakeholders and then trying to approach the problem with with their uh interests in mind
0: okay yeah, I get that that's easy enough,
1: yeah, so there are all sorts of different models or tools or resources that uh can be brought to bear and uh there are actually places you can go online that will just give you lists of different exercises or activities that kind of come out of a design thinking mindset or approach. Okay. And mm-hmm. so one of those that uh, I've used quite a bit with uh, churches and even with our own Pinnacle team has been this sailboat exercise. And I think okay, we'll dive okay. a little deeper into it. And I think Differently from last week, this is an opportunity if there is a front-of-mind problem or challenge that you have uh, with your organization, your church, or listeners uh, who, are, who are listening in. Um, you might bring a real immediate front-burner, front-of-mind kind of issue or problem and then use one of these design experiments like the sailboat Uh, exercise to bring some clarity or develop some thoughts around potential solutions.
0: Okay. All right. So, so tell us about the sailboat exercise and I'll refrain from telling you my sailboat
1: experience. (laughs) (laughs) I want to save that for another time. Uh, So uh, with the sailboat exercise, I tend to use a whiteboard um, or In the virtual world, I've got a uh, set of slides that I can use if this is a Zoom conversation, but Mm -hmm. it works really well in a room, conference room, something like that, fellowship hall with a whiteboard up front. And you actually use an image to begin this exercise. So you invite the people who are the stakeholders gathered in that room to think about the problem that they're facing, the situation that's in front of them, to think about themselves as a sailboat out on the water. And there's an island in the distance. And that island in okay. the distance is a potential positive solution to whatever problem they are facing. And so you sort of set the context for that and, and in whatever uh, skill level you have, uh, with a, 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 not a Sharpie, don't use a Sharpie on the whiteboard, but with a, uh, (laughs) Expo marker or a a race marker, dry erase marker, um, you know, even sketch this out, you know, here's the boat, nice little sail on it. Here's the Island, um, you know, nice little palm tree on it. And here's the water in between. Um, Uh, so you've got that image in your mind. Um, the first question that you would ask is who's in the boat? So if we're beginning with empathy, we're beginning with stakeholders, the first question is who's in the boat? And so as a group, you collectively begin describing who is it that's in the boat. So with your children's ministry, who are Mm -hmm. the folks that are in the boat? Or who are the people that, uh, that, that you want to be a part of the conversation, who have something at stake?
0: Okay. So, okay, let's... Sorry, can we keep going
1: with my example? Okay, so we've got
0: children in in the boat, the children who have been kind of loosely connected, perhaps, to the church. Yeah, Children outside the church who live near Mm -hmm. the church, maybe? Yeah. Those parents, those interested volunteers, me, am I in the boat?
1: yeah I think you are in the boat uh, right other staff and, members right
0: okay all right so anybody else in the boat with that? so the first yeah.
1: the first step would be to to try to think about all the different people who are there and to to begin describing them and thinking about um what they might be feeling or experiencing what they might need um mm-hmm. the 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 um, different ways that they might have something at stake in this problem or challenge. So beginning there, and sometimes that's just helpful to map out for somebody who might be in the boat, but not really thinking about the other people who are also in the boat. Right. Um, Or there might be stakeholders who aren't obvious at first blush. You Mm, know, there might be a stakeholder group, like maybe it's the, the children who live in the surrounding neighborhood and, and, You know, the the first thought of most of the people who are already a part of your congregation might be on the children who are there or the families who are already there. And so there might be kind of a hidden constituency uh, of of stakeholders.
0: Yeah, I recently had a conversation with another local pastor that, you know, possibly we could join forces. Um, Mm -hmm. So would that person and maybe that church uh, and their volunteer workers be in the boat with us?
1: Yeah, I think so. Okay, I so think partners so. possibly? It, yeah, I think anyone that you would want to be either including in the conversation or at a minimum paying attention to as the conversation moves forward.
0: Okay, yeah, all right.
1: Yeah, so once you kind of have an idea of who's in the boat, then uh, the next step would be kind of to provide some sort of definition about the island. So okay. what is it that we are hoping to move toward? And right. often I will work with a group to try to phrase their island in terms of, um, sort of a, a projected vision for the future, but, but then maybe kind of wrapped into a, how might we question. So, um, maybe the island is something about the, the type of youth or children's ministry that you imagine. You know, this is what a vitalized ministry with children and their families would look like. Well, it looks
0: like it looked back in the 50s, David, of course.
1: Is that right? Is that oh, right? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. We had lots of children back then. Why yeah. don't we have as many children right, now, David?
1: Right. So here's a good opportunity to help <laughs> your congregation to uh, create maybe a different definition of what mm. that future of potential future of ministry with children and families looks like, okay so maybe the question is something like, how might we reimagine a children's ministry that meets the needs of children and families within our church and community um, and develops them into young disciples yeah, I don't know um I like it so so. What you're hoping to do is to create an island that, you know, the island might not be the final destination, but the island might be the thing that draws you the next step down the road.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um
1: so, so that question, you know, a how might we question, uh, to to me kind of opens up possibilities and gets the conversation started. Um and design thinking would prefer a how might we question to a how should we hmm. or even to a how can we um how might we is an invitational way to frame that question and it's sort of a non-judgmental way uh, yeah, to frame that question it opens what are, up
0: possibilities
1: right and i think yeah. in a theological context you know this is a model that developed completely outside of a theological context but to me how might we? Is a really powerful question for Christians mm-hmm. to ask because it opens us to all the possibilities in you know the mind of God and the hopes of God for us in the world. That's
0: right. It's also a good coaching question. You and I do yeah. coaching, um, yeah. with clergy, and it's a great yeah. coaching question. Yeah. How might you take that next step? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Because it opens up. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I think
1: the these first two pieces of the of the the picture uh, for the sailboat exercise are are pretty important, you know, mm-hmm. figuring out who's on the boat, figuring out who uh what are the voices that we need to be listening to, people we're paying attention to, and then what is the true nature of the the challenge that is ahead of us? What it what is the best way we can articulate the island to which we're moving. Um so I would tend to spend maybe a little more time on these early parts of the exercise and then you know hopefully you're set up well for the next couple of things we're going to talk about.
0: Okay. Can I stop and ask a, a sort of procedural question yeah. with it? How, how many people um, can you do this exercise with?
1: Yeah. So I, I would say probably the most people that I've done that probably our pinnacle team has been the most people that I've done this with. And it was a virtual meeting, which had right. its own challenges as well, but that was <laughs> probably 16 to 20 people. I would say it probably works best with a church staff or leadership team. Okay. You know, maybe 10 people or fewer, you know, okay. eight to 10 people. Um, And and then I think what you learn from the process, then you could take on to a larger group. But I think just the mechanics of trying to work this out and sketch it out on a whiteboard and give everybody the opportunity to to chime in. I think eight to 10 people is kind of a max.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks for letting me chase that rabbit for a second.
1: For sure. All right.
0: So we've now considered what the island might look like. Yeah. Not should,
1: but might. Not should, but might. All right. Um, Next step. Yeah. So so the way that I think about this when I'm leading it is that we're just building out this picture. That's a literal picture on the whiteboard or in Mm -hmm. the slide deck. And so you've started with the boat. You've got the island and you've got the water that's separating them from one another, right? Okay. And, and so what our goal is, is to, to use this little thought experiment to imagine what some next pos- positive steps would be to move the boat toward the island. Okay. And so we're going to start building out this picture with the winds that are in our sails mm-hmm. and the anchors that hold us back. Okay, yeah. So, you've got wins in the sails and you can draw them in on the on your little uh uh illustration. And I think the visual piece of this really kind of helps people to to uh you know, think differently than if you were just sitting around a table and yeah, uh, trying to Yeah, it's also playful. Yeah, I agree. It's right.
0: lighthearted and, and not so yeah. heavy. So right. yeah, I like it. Okay. So, so the winds and the sails, hopefully the there sails is some wind.
1: <laughs> and the anchors that are holding uh, us back. So right. the, the way to think about both of these is that there are factors, both internal and external to our congregation or to the, the organization that you're you're thinking about. There are factors, both internal and external. Uh, both in our control and outside of our control that affect how well we're able to make progress toward the island. And so we want to take some time to think about those things. So the winds and the sail might be um, internal winds that are propelling us toward the goal. These would be strengths Mm -hmm. or qualities about our congregation and its people that are propelling Mm -hmm. us toward, they're giving us the the momentum or resources we need. They might also be factors outside in the world, like there are many young families moving to our community. So Mm -hmm. the potential number of children within a radius of the church is growing. That would be a potential wind in the sail. You don't control it, but it's something that has the potential to give added momentum toward the island. Okay, yeah. And similar on the anchors. So anchors could be things that are in our control. You know, we're, we're locked in a mindset about what children's ministry was 30 years ago right. and it's holding us back. Um, we don't have many children uh, who are already present. You know, we've got mm-hmm. uh, uh, sort of a, a, a shrinking number of kids and young families who are present. So we don't have a lot of institutional momentum. Um, right. But it might also be an external factor. Um, families are busy with any number of other commitments,
0: they're,
1: they're busy with any number of other commitments of which church is one commitment potentially. Um, so there could be external factors that are anchors as well. So mapping right. out, you know, and actually listing either up on the board or writing down, you know, here are any number of wins in the sale. And here, are any number of anchors that are holding us back.
0: Okay, it. This part reminds me a little bit of the old SWAT.
1: Yeah, the SWAT analysis. S W O T. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, strength, wit, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And threats. Um, this is yeah. Uh, sort of strengthen. Yep weakness part of that, right? Yep.
1: Well, and and it's, okay. it really kind of folds in the opportunities and threats too, because the opportunities and threats are the external pieces and the strengths mm, and weaknesses right. are yeah. the internal pieces. So it's sort of a, you know, rather than just having your little quadrant chart on the board, when uh-huh. you would be doing a SWOT analysis. This is sort of a, I think a more visual way of asking a similar yeah. question. Yeah, yeah.
0: And again, again, more playful and, yeah. you know, Especially, I can see you know poking fun at somebody for their terrible drawings and.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. Not you,
0: of course. No, I, sure that, that typically happens
1: true. for me. Yeah, that's typically <laughs> the way that it's done. Well, and and I would just say that if there's somebody who's listening out there and who's thinking, "Hey, this this seems like a great idea," but I'm ter- I'm terrible at drawing things on a whiteboard. Well, it's fine. It's really okay. You know, the right. the key is you know draw a triangle for the sail. You know, draw a little half moon <laughs> for the boat. It's yeah. okay. You know draw a How circle for the island with a little stick tree coming out of it um the The key I think is cultivating that sense of i, th- I think what you've accurately called it is playfulness you know cultivating this mm-hmm. sense of you know we're we're not getting bogged down by the the challenges of the problem because we've got a creative way to engage it,
0: yeah. I also don't want to say that it's um that it's trite though because like when we did it with our pinnacle team, there was some really deep conversation, yeah I think especially around um the the wind and the sails and the anchors um we right. had we had yeah. some really good conversation around that stuff so, yeah
1: and um, depending on how much time I have to work with a group. And, you know, sometimes this takes multiple sessions, um, to work through, but, uh, when when I was first introduced to this, um, method, one of the things that we did was to use this idea. And I think this actually comes from, um, uh, well, I'll think of it and I'll drop it in the notes, but, uh, (laughs) Okay. I, I, th- this comes from, uh, from some other source and it's the, some uh, some other source, besides some David's other source that we'll note below, um, <laughs> right. asking the five whys. And, uh, so y- what we would do is to, to take one or two of the anchors, you know, maybe the most powerful or the heaviest anchor. So let's say that mm-hmm. in your case, this anchor is our past remembering of children's ministry. And it's mm-hmm. it's a weighty anchor. We've gotta gotta sort of figure it out in order to to release it and, and move forward. And so mm-hmm. the the five whys is uh you know, imagining that you're a toddler, you know, whose favorite question is to ask why. And when a toddler and a parent <laughs> are, you know, having a, a discussion about something, you know, you give your first answer back to the toddler and their next question is again, why? Why? And you elaborate a little bit more, give a few more details, and they come back with why, why <laughs> and so you might take the um you know we're we're weighed down by past perceptions of what children's mystery looks like, well, why, and then your people, whoever you're leading this with, will give their first stab at why and mm-hmm. and then whatever that first stab is then you come back with, well, why? (laughs) And so gradually you kind of go a layer deeper. And so with this critical anchor or this critical thing that's holding you back, you're really interrogating it and trying to get down Mm -hmm. to the root. Why are we holding on to an outdated model and believing that just applying a model that worked in the past is going to be the key to success in the future? And you're helping to kind of dismantle that and get down to the root of it.
0: Yeah. So you've just presented a model within a model here. A
1: model within a model. Wow. So you could use the five whys <laughs> um, to, yeah. to sort of interrogate that. The, the key... All right. So I know
0: who's in the boat. Oh, okay. Sorry.
1: No, no go, ahead. go
0: ahead. Well, okay. I'm just kind of recapping. I know who I've got in the boat and I've got some idea, some, um, what the island looks like, what might the island be. And some wind in the sails, some anchors that are holding us back. So, what's next?
1: Yeah. So, what's next is is to begin thinking of some potential solutions, uh, okay. some potential answers to that. How might we question? So, given what we've mapped out here on the board, what are some potential ways that we might strategically try to move toward the island? And so, this is sort of where you would where you would be doing brainstorming or divergent thinking, you know, this is kind of what are all the different ways that we might uh, move toward the island. And, Mm -hmm. and in a, if, if I was in a room full of people doing this, this is where I might have a a stack of sticky notes um, and pass around sticky notes to everybody and say, you know, come up with your five best ideas for moving the boat toward the island. And then every person would write down their five and come stick it up on the board. And we try to come up with some common themes or kind of organize the sticky notes into to, you know, categories. And uh, it's it's a way to, to begin thinking about concrete ways to make progress toward the island, given all the, the okay. situations yeah. that we've just described.
0: Right. So some of those ideas are going to be good. And we know that some of those ideas are not going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um so then what? So you've got all these yeah. ideas and they're all on the yeah. board and some are great and some are terrible. Yeah. Um and you say god bless you for that idea.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so
0: how do you get to the best of the ideas that are on yeah, the board? Yeah. So
1: I think you can do a couple things. You could you could just see how many sticky notes ended up in each category and sort of assume mm-hmm. that the more sticky notes in one general thought bubble um gives weight to that one. You could also have an, an, an extra layer in here and you could pass around little, um, little colored dots. You know, I've got a uh, bag of these, you know, um, so you could, you could have people sort (laughs) of indicate, you know, once you've kind of grouped some together, you know, which one of these do you think are most likely, um, going to be effective. Um, the other thing that I like to do at this point too, is to, to let's say you've got six or eight ideas that seem plausible and seem like they have a a potential of uh, making progress of the boat toward the island. Mm -hmm. Then what you can do is you can, can, can do one of those uh, little two axis charts where you're thinking about uh, the amount of effort and the amount Mm. of payoff. Um, Okay. So, you know, is this a, low investment, uh, Mm -hmm. solution with high impact. So that would be kind of the, the idea of a low hanging fruit. You know, Mm -hmm. if it's, if it's low intensity, but high payout, then that's probably something you want to go ahead and start putting into practice. Right. There might be other things that are, you know, high investment, but also high payoff. Right. You know, high investment, but they're going to be really effective. It it might be one of the most effective ways to make progress toward the island, but it's going to mm-hmm. take time and energy. And so you want to kind of know that there might yeah. be other things that are, you know, lower investment, but also lower effectiveness, lower payoff. Mm-hmm. And some of those might be worth yeah. doing, but some of them might not be. Sure. And And then, of course, there's also the possibility that something is high investment but low payoff, low projected payoff. And, and so if you can identify those early, then you can, can maybe go and pull them off the table
0: rather than spending
1: a lot of time and energy for something that you don't imagine will have much of a payoff.
0: I see. Right. That's great. Yeah. So at the end of that, you've got two or three, probably pretty worthy ideas.
1: You've got some potential pathways uh, to to chart the course for the sailboat toward the island, right?
0: And so then you can lead your team to decide whether to try one, two, or three ideas, right? Yep. Um, What does uh, it look uh, like to implement
1: these things? How do we know if they're succeeding or not? Um,
0: Next steps,
1: action items, et cetera. That's right. For sure. Yeah. There's okay. one right. more interesting piece uh, to the sailboat puzzle. And uh, okay. I haven't always done it, but uh, but sometimes it's interesting to do. And uh, so you've got this sailboat experiment that we've kind of painted the big picture of. Mm-hmm. And we've walked kind of all the way through it. And like you said, when you get to that point of some potential solutions, you know, then there are X number of other processes you might run on those to, to yeah. move them toward implementation. Mm-hmm. But if people are getting hung up or stuck somewhere along the way, you know, maybe it's even they're getting hung up on the how might we question that kind of directs us toward the island. Mm-hmm. An interesting thought experiment is to, to to shift this from the sailboat experiment to the pirate experiment.
0: Arr, okay. Yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> and uh, so with the pirate experiment, you do the same thing. You go around the room and you say, if you were trying to completely... Uh, subvert and turn away the sailboat from the island. What would you do? How might we completely disrupt this thing that we want to happen? Okay. And it's sort of doing that negative or that converse. It, it's sort of like uh, I've, I've heard of business consultants that will ask a leadership team, "What would you do if you were if you were your competitor? What would you do to kill your company?" to put yourself out of business. (laughs) Okay. And just that thought experiment of trying to imagine the opposite thing that you would want to happen or the opposite outcome from which you're trying to move the boat toward. It can give you some insight or it can break through a wall if a group is kind of getting stuck. So, uh, so if you need it, pull out the pirate, uh, experiment in the middle. All right.
0: Pull out the pirate. Yep. (laughs) All right. All right. I, th- I think, I mean, it's, it sounds simple enough and what, what's interesting about this uh, season and the models you're presenting is um, people listening don't have to hire a consultant now because they've got all these tools in their tool belt.
1: <laughs> That's right. We'll give them a bunch of tools and, uh, you know, hopefully we we won't put Pinnacle out of business in doing so, right?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. No, these are really helpful tools and and simple enough, right? Um Yeah. Yeah, so I appreciate you sharing these. What else would you say before we uh, close out this episode?
1: Yeah, I just, I you know, like we said last week uh, in the last session, you know, I, I hope the strategic choice cascade gave people some questions they can pull mm-hmm. out of their pocket or ask when they're uh, trying to think about those foundational questions. I hope the sailboat exercise is something that you might pull out and try um, when you've got a pressing problem that's just right in front of you and you need to think more deeply about it be more intentional about how you're approaching it. Um, So next session, we'll come back with another model or method and uh, and then we'll maybe have a session or two to kind of wrap things up after that.
0: That sounds great. I'm loving this season. Thank you so much for sharing this great content. Um, You can uh, always catch us on our website. That's pinlead.com. P-I-N-N-L-E-A-D.com. That's where you can find show notes. Uh, you can also find this toolkit that David will be putting together, um, which is a great gift and a great gift for us pastors. Um, what else, David? What have I forgotten to tell our listeners?
1: I think that's it until next week. So uh, all you pirates out there, uh, put pirates and pastors, put this to work in, in your ministry and practice. our